Welcome to Nomenclature. My name is Brandon Henderson. My guest today is Dan St. Germain, and he chose the word fine for our discussion. Um, Dan is a very talented uh, stand-up comedian. He's been on Conan, The Tonight Show, This Week at the Comedy Cellar, Crashing, uh, This Is Not Happening at Midnight, John Oliver's New York stand-up show, he wrote for the White House Correspondence Dinner, which I find very, very cool, and uh, a bunch of other things. Um, Dan has a podcast called Total and Marks, another goddamn wrestling podcast that you 100% need to check out. Uh, it's streaming now and uh, had a super uh, interesting conversation with Dan, very um, down-to-earth, relaxed sort of conversation. You'll learn about... Uh, uh, the St. Germain family, and uh, hopefully we can get to the bottom of why they're not earning enough money as a group of people, uh, as well as some of the history behind the word fine and how we have completely bastardized that word over the years. But um, hope you really enjoy this episode of Nomenclature with my guest, Dan St. Germain. This whole thing happened. The stage was Marshall Evans at the Gutter, which is a bowling place in Williamsburg. They have a show called uh, Comedians You Should Know There. So that's the last show I did, and I got a feeling it's it may be the last one. I you know I still have my my weekend for the Comedy Connection next month, but like man, I, I got a feeling that you know that's going to get pulled, and I'm not going to be on stage until 2021. Yeah, it's uh pretty pretty wild uh everyone's wishing they were a youtube comedian now i think um well yeah, i mean not uh, really because they just kind of got the monetization <laughs> monetization of that a year ago i know you're yeah, it's like where's there to make money now you know it's crazy i know it's uh well i, I mean it's it's for everybody i mean the amount of unemployment is bananas yeah it's I mean, crazy it's crazy. I mean, I applied to, you know, uh, some job and uh, got a call back and uh, they're like, yeah, we're going to schedule a call with you. But just so you know, we're scheduling 100 other phone calls for one position, um, which is, you know, why even try at that point? That's completely insane. Um, yeah. But it's hitting everybody. But yeah. Um, so one of the things I like to do with this whole podcast is we'll get into the word and you chose the word fine, which is yeah. fine. Um, but before we do that, everybody, I, um, I, I take the liberty of researching their name a little bit, whether it's the first or last name, whatever seems more interesting to me. And then I give you a little bit of uh, info on it. Something no tells offense. me you picked St. Germain instead of Dan. I sure did. Um, no offense to Dan. Yeah, but I'm sure uh, I've got a couple Dan's on here, so yeah, I gotta, I gotta keep things uh, interesting. Is your family like, uh, like name people? Like, like they have like a family crest on the wall? Did you know anything about Saint Germain or not really? Well, I mean, I, we're we have we have French connections, and I Saint Germain was a he was a French kind of intellectual nobleman sort of guy, um, and that's about 
it as far as you know like I, i've been to the saint germain street in pa uh in paris i know the band yeah. saint germain um nice. but yeah i mean i don't uh you know that, that's kind of i i just know you know um the boulevard saint saint germain and uh <clears throat> and that that one figure that one french figure yeah which is that's that's pretty good that's that's more than I think I probably know about Henderson. I should probably look it up. <laughs> one All I really know yeah. is, you know, a bunch of dirty Scots. Um, I don't really know much, much more than that about the specific line, but, but yeah, I mean, in just doing some, so looking into this a little bit. So yeah, you've got, there's a couple of uh, sort of St. Germain's or, or, you know, I mean, Germain can just be like, you know, a form of German, uh, literally German. Um, there's the Saint Germanus, who's like the fifth century politician who turned into a Catholic uh, bishop and fought off some warlord named Gore, which sounds very Lord of the Rings esque. There was a but lot of that back then. There sure was. Yeah, a lot of these warlords. I I would have loved to actually have met some of these warlords. I mean, from behind some sort of protective plexiglass or something, but. I feel like they sound so much more terrifying than maybe they really were. Well, they're all the like time. four foot eight. Yeah, and they lived <laughs> to be thirty-eight, and you died of sepsis. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I I feel like that maybe they're not as ter terrifying or every bit as uh, terrifying as I imagine them to be. Um, but the thing that I found interesting was a couple of stats actually about. St. Germain, maybe even more than some of the history, because the history is pretty big. And there was a lot of people that were just like, you know, took on the name because they liked the actual St. Germain, not necessarily that they were related or, or whatever. Um, you mean, do you mean so, Count St. Germain? Or? So there's, so there, yeah, there's Count St. Germain, which I think is the French guy. And then there's St. Germanus, who was um, like, kind of like Luxembourg area-ish or something like that, mm -hmm. sort of part of Europe. So th there's a couple of these dudes. Um, but a couple of stats about St. Germain that, that are mostly de depressing, but we'll start with the potentially the most positive one is in the U.S. Uh, those uh, bearing the name St. Germain are 2.33% more likely to be registered as a Democrat. How's that? Are what? 2.33% <laughs> Two point three three percent more likely to register as a Democrat as opposed to a Republican in the United States. That's the most positive thing so far. <laughs> yeah, it goes downhill from here. Um, and uh, uh, <laughs> uh, so, two point eight one percent, or no, rather, in the U.S., Saint Germain's earn two point eight one percent less than the national average. Really. And, uh, and in Canada, they earn 15.37% less than the national average. So, Dear God. You've got to so step the deadbeats. I get, I, I mean, either that or real just salt of the earth, you know, uh, uh, middle America folk, the, the folks, I mean, they're not voting for Trump, apparently, at least two, by 2%. But, uh, yeah, you guys need to step it up on your national earning income averages, apparently. Yeah, well, I think everybody's is down now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, I alone am 
dropping. I'm looking up because uh, you know, I'm looking up because the internet's uh, amazing. I'm looking up German Germanus uh, Germanus while we talk. Oh yeah, Saint Ger- Saint Germanus. Yeah, yeah. He seemed like uh, maybe a bit of a badass. This guy. Yeah, I mean he's taking hot. Down gore. Yeah, taking down taking down Gore of uh, what, what was he trying to do? Gore was. Gore was trying to, uh, he was the, the, was the leader of the Asians in 5th century Gaul. Gaul was like Luxembourg and all these weird places. Um, but that guy sounds, uh, he does actually sound a little terrifying the more I get into him. Yeah, how so? so he, just, he just sounds like uh, somebody who Gandalf would fight on a bridge. <laughs> um, but he eventually, he eventually like joined the the Romans and invaded the world. So good guy. Um, so there you go. There's there's something you can tell you can you can call home about and tell your family about Saint Germain and how how well, well you guys are doing. Right yeah, yeah. Please do. Um, so you chose the word fine. Tell me why. Uh, I think I was just reading, um, I wasn't reading, I was watching uh, CNN, you know, everything that's kind of happening in the world, and I just kept, I kept thinking, everything is fine, everything, and I just thought that was such a funny phrase for, uh, for, (laughs) for what we're going through right now. So I took fine from that. Yeah, well, yeah, the definition keeps keep shifting and I think we'll we'll continue to keep shifting I mean what is positive now like the fact that I can walk into uh you know an Arby's with a mask and gloves on uh from eight feet away I don't go to Arby's I'm just kidding but right. if I was I can that's well someone fine who does compared. go to Arby's <laughs> I'm one of us is going to say it I don't know if you're going to say it or if I I'll just say you know I have to say we have the meats whenever Arby's comes up. I can't, not even within context, I just have to say. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's it's definitely shifted. So fine itself is a mid 13th century word, um, at least sort of in the more sort of understandable context. I mean, obviously it's most words that we're using are Latin roots, uh, but from old French, Basically, meaning unblemished, refined, pure, um, you know, highest quality type stuff. There's also sort of like the French thin uh, for like end or complete. That sort of thing was also, mm-hmm. um, you know, has has some sort of root in that. But expertly fashioned or skillfully made. I mean, something that is fine, pure, really well done, which uh, is is not so much the way that we seem to to use it these days i mean outside of you know that guy or gal is looking fine but even in that context it's not necessarily not not many people buying fine china anymore no no i mean when was uh, can you even think of the last time you used the word fine in in that kind of context outside of you know yelling at a lady on the street or like an architect or like made furniture. Like, what's the job Magic Mike has? I would, I would use the word "fine" a lot. <laughs> what with the stripper or the other job? Did, did he, 
I can't. It's been a while since I've watched well, that no, movie. He, was, he made furniture. He was like the ultimate. Oh, that's right. Uh, he was. He was the. <laughs> he was the perfect man. He could. <laughs> uh, he had abs and and uh, he could make uh, your divan. Yeah, he works with his hands. Um, yeah, of course he was a carpenter. I forgot about that. He's making chairs. There's dust, and he's all sweaty and sandy yeah, things down. <laughs> no, I get it. That's basically the look I have when I have to like <laughs> walk up two flights of stairs. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's not it's not coming for me very often. Where where I'm saying that is a fine leather couch or whatever. Um, and this was interesting is this uh, is a case of, of what's called sort of drift or se semantic bleaching, which anything connected to bleaching doesn't make my mind go to very positive places, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's basically- It's just funny, all of these, uh, all of these terms have been- uh, <laughs> I know, turned into terrible things. by the uh, sex industry. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I can't say anything anymore. Um, there's a, a comedian here uh, named Andy Gold, who is uh, really, really funny. He's got a whole bit about how his dad, instead of like giving bumps, constantly asks him to, you know, fist me. So just things like that. There's suddenly you can't say just normal things anymore. Um, but so basically like the meaning of, of the word gradually moves along kind of a, a spectrum, right? So. It's like things, things were fine as in great. And then we say, you know, how are you? I'm, I'm great. How are you? I'm fine. And then over time, it goes from outstanding to meaning very good to good to just okay, right? Um, you know, I wonder, because, you know, the United States, I mean, English, it's not like we're, we're the Japanese and have like a bunch of different words for like one thing. Right. And... I, I I always I wonder if that's like the effect. I mean, obviously there's just some stupidity, but yeah. uh, and there, you know our education system stinks. But like even I wonder if some of it has to do with like America like loves movies and you know just by the nature of film you use less words and everything is like so instead we have like a word that just ha applies a different meaning depending on circumstance. It seems like that's where going or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's why supposedly English is so hard for you know foreign foreign speakers to learn is because there's 20 meanings for the exact same pronunciation of one word, and it's all just subtle inflection or context yeah. that actually changes your understanding of it or your the purpose behind it. But, but yeah, I, I would uh, I would think that movies would have a huge part of that. I mean, I I'm going to be um, I'm going to be talking to uh, another guest here next week, and the word that he chose was um, copacetic. Oh yeah, I I didn't know anything about that word, and I, I don't want to ruin too much, but people get into that. Into I know, it, I know so. what it means. That's it. Yeah, but it was. Uh, I mean, there's huge argument about where its origins came from, but it really was popularized um, by uh, uh, Bo Bojangles Robinson, who was a uh, like a early 20th century film radio stage star. Bojangles and Robinson. That's right. You, you remember, uh, because we're white, this is probably- That sounds like, a, like both a really racist place and a place that serves <laughs> delicious breakfast. <laughs> yes, it does. 
Um, oh, I want some Bojangles eggs and hash browns. Doesn't that sound good? Yeah. That sounds so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I I remembered him from this because, again, I'm white, but you remember there's like an old, there's old clips of Shirley Temple dancing with a black man, like they're tap dancing, like this old black and white. I feel like you see it when they're like, oh, movies, watch movies, like, you know, some Yeah, it's like the first thing they show in the Oscars package. Yes, that uh, is Bojangles Robinson. It was the first uh, interracial dance scene in film history. Anyway, uh, that's the whole other thing. It's a bizarre, creepy first. <laughs> I know, it is, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, we can't make this weird. Let's get a tiny little girl who's named after a drink where the drink was named after her. I'm not sure how that mm-hmm. started. Yeah. This, this will make it merry. Maybe that was like the racists were like, all right, let's have him dance with Shirley Temple first so all the whites think he's a pedophile and then they <laughs> can't be in any more of our movies. Yes. Well, it was such, it's, it is such like a weird first choice. It's like the first interracial kiss on television was Star Trek. Yeah. It's well, like, that makes sense to me. That makes sense because they were. Which, yes. Yeah. They were they're very ahead of their time, but it is, again, it's sort of like, but it's a space kiss. It's not, I mean, a, a space. How, how funny would it be if like a racist uh, Captain Kirk from the future showed up to stop the kiss? Yeah, he's like, no. He's, uh, it, it turns into a, a whole To Kill a Mockingbird thing and she said, uh, you know, Captain Kirk says that he was, it was forced upon him. Now we're just really getting crazy. She has one arm for some reason. <laughs> or de- did he have a dead arm? Was that what happened in To Kill a Mockingbird? Now we're just it's uh, going on crazy. Or he's left-handed or something. They threw him a ball and she got hit on the left side of her face. So it had to be a right-handed guy. Anyway. We're, it's we're, been a long time since I've read To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> It's been a minute. It's been a minute for me as well. I heard the sequel was like kind of a fuck you to the first one. Yeah, yeah. I haven't read it either, but apparently it was like uh, Atticus. uh, Turns out he was still a bit of a racist as a result of his his upbringing, which is like a massive bummer because he was always like the shining uh, example of of goodness. But um, turns out he was still a Southern guy. No offense, Southerners. Well, he was he shit. was good for a southerner. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was good for a southerner. Yeah, I'm trying to think of an ex- a modern day example of it's uh, like uh, it's like when you hear like a like an Ultimate Fighter is in a domestic dispute with his wife, and you're like, oh, he just slapped her. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine had he uh, <laughs> instead of like his the, fist? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't ball him up. <laughs> yeah. He just, it was, it was a, even, it was a backhand even, so. I mean, he doesn't even train for backhands. <laughs> Although a backhand would be more painful. Yeah, backhand, uh, backhand's not fun. I've experienced a backhand. Yeah, um, me too. Especially when there's like a ring, a ring involved in a backhand. It can hurt. Yeah. Um, Were you dancing at a go-go club? What was going on? <laughs> no, this was, this is, this is more of a, a youthful experience. Uh, right. you, were you dancing at a go-go club? I wish. Yeah? And you got the backhand? My therapist used to. That's my favorite thing about it. Wait, what? Your therapist would hit you? No, you danced at oh, a go-go club. Jesus. No, you got to pay, pay extra if you want him to hit you. 
Oh yeah, man. I, I was going to say this is uh, that wasn't uh, that wasn't therapy. The red lights should have given given it away when you went in there. Um, there was a couch, um, but but yeah, I mean. So getting back to this word thing, this all these definitions shift. I mean, we, we say things like brilliant to people, or that guy's a genius. Uh, we say things like, uh, I would I would have literally died if so-and-so walked in the room. Um, literally means you, you would have, in reality, like this yeah. is a literal, actual thing died, that would have yes, happened. Died. You would have died. That uh, these things don't apply anymore. Um, I was thinking, uh, I say this half in jest, but like what it means to be like a man or manly now versus what it was a hundred years ago. You know, it's like um, it's become all really muddled and confused. Um, but that's that whole semantic bleaching thing again. So right. um, a little bit of nerdness with this is um, so it's basically the loss of semantic content. So it's like the loss of the actual definition of the word and it becomes more uh, grammaticalized. Um, so it's more about just like the, the structure of it um, than it is necessarily the meaning of it. Um, sort of slowly strip away what it actually means, um, which is a weird, a weird thing that we would do. I don't know exactly it just is a pure laziness that like you say, we just, just from movies, it's like, we're just throwing in words just to, I feel like it's placation when someone says like, how you doing? You're like, fine. It's sort of like, don't ask me more than that. Well, I guess it depends on how you say it, right? If you're like, fine, you know, there's something up, but if you're like, fine. Yeah. Then <laughs> yeah. Reassuring. Like I say fine a lot. Like I always expect things to be way worse than they are. So I'm like, it's fine. I'm fine. I'm still. You're surprised. Yeah. It's shocking. Well, my appendages. Yeah. I, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine at uh, Wise Guys last night. We were just talking about this whole crazy pandemic thing and, um, you know, not being able to see people and interact with people. And, um, you know, comedians are, are, are sometimes a bit neurotic and um, emotionally. Uh, challenged and we were both talking about how surprised we were at how well or fine everyone seems at the moment um, you know there's I guess maybe a larger expectation for some catastrophe there has been a little bit of that here locally with some people um, oh yeah you know doing well I think their lives in their hands are but. scared of the catastrophe so maybe that's yeah yeah I don't think crime has gone down. I just think certain crimes have gone down. At least that's what my uh, my friend was saying. He's like a FBI agent. So, oh really? Yeah. Did you say what what has gone or she? I think you can look it up. Down? I think you can look it up. Interesting. I'm I'm guessing you know sticking up the convenience store has gone down or the Burger King or something. Um, but I feel like at any given moment, there is always crazy crime. I used to have a, uh, he worked for the sheriff's department and did all like the kind of violent crime stuff. He would be one of the first responders on that stuff. And uh, he was, I've never met a more jaded person in my life. And uh, he'd be like, yeah, anytime you're in Walmart, you're within, you know, 20 to 30 feet of somebody who's done something that you would find deplorable. 
<laughs> he's like, they're fucking everywhere. <laughs> he's like, I get approached. If I go to the store, I get approached by somebody and they're like, hey, remember me? He's like, I don't know. He's like, no, I don't. He's like, you arrested me six months ago and I just got out of jail after I beat my wife up or something. He's like, great, please don't talk to me. Um, so that's always a comforting thought whenever I go anywhere, especially Walmart. <laughs> um, so what, uh, what is uh, the onus for you going to, to Massachusetts? Was that just simply because New York well, is all I, shut I'm down? I'm asthmatic and I'm also overweight yeah. and, I, uh, and, and there's no stand-up in New York. So it didn't, just didn't yeah, make a lot sense. of sense for me to stay there. Yep. So we got a place, and it's been great for, for you know the circumstances. Obviously, I'd wish the economy was back up and running, but it's been at least at least it's been a little nice to get out of New York. I'm very fortunate that we were able to find a place that was kind of reasonable. Are you in uh, Are you in Boston? I am outside of Boston. Okay. Cool. Have they have they opened up clubs in in Boston, or is that still I don't believe so. No, I mean my my club in Massachusetts. I was supposed to do, I was supposed to do a club at the end of next month, and that's getting pushed back. And that that's a place that's way less urban than Boston. So, yeah. Well, fingers crossed that all this shit lifts and everybody can be safe and stay alive and everything like that. But um, I, I look, so I'm, I'm saying that too, but it's it's almost like. Like somebody like the Corona police are gonna like every time we talk about Corona, like they're gonna be like like all right you did wait wait this motherfucker didn't say we hope everybody's okay afterwards. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I got to be honest. Like, I, okay, people dying, uh, the economy uh, in the toilet, horrible. I, I hate all of it. I get constantly stressed. Um, however, I will say, I love how things have slowed down. I really do. I I like sort of a slight return to, you know, family and close to people that uh, that you care about. You know, dolphins and in, in wherever swimming around again. The pollution thing—that's a cool thing. Um, there's there's a lot of stuff yeah. that's happened that I hope stays that I know won't, but I, I wish would. Um, so it's not it's not all bad as far as I can. No, but I mean, usually nothing is nothing is all bad. Yeah, until you know, next week I'll I'll get it and die. <laughs> but uh, let's let's hope not. But um, Dan, thank you so so much for being on the the podcast here today. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. No, super fun to to chat and um, you know go earn some cash and and help those averages with the Saint Germain's. Yeah, dude, I gotta. I gotta, you know, make some more money on this farm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get it going. Crops come in. Yeah, go get that scythe and uh, make it happen. Thanks, bro. You have a good one. All right, All right Dan. Thank you so Thank so you much. Later.